Two down in the ninth. Bumgarner thrown. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. High drive. for Ken Griffey Jr. I don't believe what I just saw. Grab behind the back, flip the second, on the first, a double play. Incredible. Swing and drive. Belton right. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to this edition of the podcast where we are looking at the divisional series. We are in that portion of the postseason where we have we are down to the final eight teams. Eight teams remain. And let me just tell you, every single series in this divisional round, uh, divisional series, it is a lot of bad blood between these teams. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, hype it up at all, but when you look across the board, you got the Astros and the A's. They took shots at each other uh, during this season, but it's not only limited to this season. This is a rivalry that has uh, really taken off since the Astros have become relevant in the AL West, which goes back a couple years now. And then you have everything with the sign stealing and everything like that. The A's and the Astros, they're going at it. All of America right now, I think, are A's fans uh, at the moment. I think everyone is uh, pulling for the A's in this one. Houston did uh, already win one game, game one, and they did it in a dramatic fashion. Not really a dramatic fashion, but uh, with the bats. They did it with uh, Carlos Correa. He hit two home runs. Uh, Alex Bregman, he hit a home run. And he, he, funny thing about Alex Bregman is that he goes and hits a home run on August 5th for the past three seasons, three years. Since 2017, he has hit a home run on October 5th every single year, including in the first game of that divisional series against the A's. So Houston, they're leading Carlos Correa. He is speaking to all the haters. He's saying, I know they don't want to see us here, but tough, tough it out. And, uh, you know, it it is what it is. What are they going to say now? That's pretty much the mentality of Carlos Correa. It's a little bit irritating because at the same time, you know, you're on a team that cheated, bro. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But at the same time, yeah, they may have cheated, but you can't really take away their baseball talent. Now, did they win the World Series? Did they win it all because of the che- cheating? Possibly, maybe not. Who knows uh, the extent of the cheating, how it went. But. What I do have to say is that these are an experienced Houston Astros team that has been in the postseason, and that you saw that exactly with what happened uh, when they played the Twins. I mean, the Twins, they lost 18 straight. This is going back to the wild card series, um, which was uh, in and of itself, I think that for the most part, the teams that were supposed to win won in the wild card uh it was a is I, I don't know how i feel about the wild card uh round the series if it was to progress into something else in the future of baseball um it was a three game series a best of three and it felt really abrupt 
and quick, which like the regular season felt. So it wasn't really much of a difference. Um, but when you look at all the wild card series, you know, the Rays won. They beat the Blue Jays. The Yankees, they went in there and destroyed uh, the hopes of the Indians. I mean, and I mean absolutely destroy because the Indians were uh, a couple outs away from advancing or not advancing, but at least fighting to live another day. But then the Yankees went ahead and scored two in the in the top of the ninth inning, went on to win that game, and they advanced. So the Indians, they're out. All the all the AL uh, Central teams were eliminated, and, and we were looking at that division as one of the toughest divisions in baseball, and rightfully so. They had three um, representatives in their division. So when you look at the Twins, the Indians, and the White Sox, but then they all got eliminated. The White Sox were actually the only team that won a game. The Twins, they went on to lose their 18th straight playoff game uh, in getting swept. I guess, I don't know if you would call it a sweep, a two-game sweep. I, n- I never like using that terminology there. Uh, they won two out of three, okay? But they didn't play the third one because you didn't have to. Uh, but the Houston Astros, they went ahead and defeated the Twins, making them lose 18 straight, and that's the longest streak in baseball. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty rough. I mean, I didn't know that it extended... All the way back to 2002. That is uh, a really lengthy, a lengthy postseason drought, uh, if you ask me. I mean that 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 is a re- really long time without a win. I mean, I was talking about the A's, you know, struggling in elimination games, but at least you know the A's actually won some games to get into that elimination ser- scenario. They'd never won an elimination game up until they played Game Two in the Wild Card Series against the uh, the White Sox, and they went on and won another elimination game. So maybe this is a different A's team. Maybe this isn't the same A's uh, that we've come accustomed to, that they always blow it in the playoffs, but they did blow a big one in game one. It is game one, but that's where, you know, this, this new format, right? Because we've been talking about the Astros and the A's a lot on this podcast. We got all these these uh, divisional series. You got the you got the Rays and the and the Yankees. You got the Marlins and the and the Braves. You got the Dodgers, Padres. The ALDS actually started a day early than the uh, NLDS. NLDS is going to be kicking off today with the Dodgers and Padres. We're gonna have a lot of baseball um, on Tuesday. Okay, that's when I'm recording this Tuesday morning. So by the time you guys are listening to this, maybe some games are underway. So go ahead and check out all those games. They're on TBS. They're on uh, FS1 all those games go ahead and check those out they're going to be really good series but uh looking at tuesday because the the astros and a's yankees and rays they already played their games yankees lead in that series one nothing uh with with their power bats i mean Giancarlo stanton he he's hitting home runs left and right this guy hit a grand slam didn't even really need it but it was just the dagger in the in the rays right and uh, when you look at the Astros, they were doing the same thing. They they were hitting a lot of home runs, too. That's kind of the theme uh, of these two teams. When you look at the Astros, you look at the Yankees, you know that they're known for their home run hitting. And the Rays, not necessarily the A's, they're, they're not necessarily uh, known for their offenses, but they're known for their uh, bullpens, which is why in this divisional series, in this playoff run, rather, there is a lot of differences right we already know the obvious with no fans the other obvious is that they're playing at 
neutral sites, the A's and the Astros. It was weird to see them play in Dodger Stadium. And that and that's ironic that the uh, Astros are playing in Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers were actually like, we don't want them in the home uh, dugout. That that is only <laughs> that is only for the A's. Like they're they're making sure that there's no uh, switching of clubhouses. I guess when uh, when the teams have to flip flop the uh, the ho- the home teams, right? Because they're going to be playing in those stadiums up until the next round. The next round, it's going to for the ALCS. It's going to switch on over to Petco. Um, it won't be in Dodger Stadium, but, you know, uh, Petco, that's where the Yankees and the Rays are playing. And the fact that the Yankees were able to make Petco look like a hitter's park was just unbelievable. I mean, it, it was it was crazy to see uh, all the home runs that they got. They got Clint Frazier, I believe it was in the first inning. And then uh, and then they had one with uh, with with uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge and then John Carlos Stanton hitting that grand slam in the uh in in the end of the game. So yeah, it, it's it's um it's going to be an interesting postseason to say the least. No fans, neutral sites. Um and then the the weirdest thing is that because they're in neutral sites and I, I don't know if you know this or not. We've kind of talked about it, touched on it a little bit on this podcast, but uh with the neutral sites it takes away travel days. You don't have to travel from New York to Tampa. You don't have to travel from Oakland to Houston. You don't have to do those days, so there's no travel days involved. What that does is that that takes away a day of rest, and we're just blowing through all these games. Like this, th- these series for the ALDS, NLCS, or NLDS, rather, they're going to be over in five days. That, 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 is, that is pretty much the timeline of these series. There's no days off uh, during the series, there is days in between uh, the ALCS and the NLCS, but I think even then, I think it's only one off day because there's not going to be that travel uh, in between the or you know during the series because they're going to be in neutral ballparks. The the Dodgers and the Padres, they're over there. The other ironic part is that the Dodgers and the Padres, they're playing over in Houston. I know, I'm pretty sure that the Dodgers uh, don't enjoy that. <laughs> and then uh, the Braves and the Marlins, they're playing at Globe Life, which is where the uh, World Series will be held and the NLCS. And by the way, if any of you are out there looking for World Series NLCS tickets because they are in Texas where... Texas is allowing gatherings. Um, you're you're in luck because they just put out World Series tickets. I saw them. The pricing actually isn't that bad. I am highly considering it. Uh, if something goes uh, my way, uh, I may I may be heading to Texas. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just uh, a little excited because we're in postseason mode right now. But uh, but that's how the World Series. That's how the playoffs. The the NLCS, NLDS. That's how it pans out right now. And when you look at these series just continuing from start to finish five straight days, the advantage is to, I would say, even if they lost game one, the advantage has to go to the Rays and uh, and the A's on the, on, the, on the American League side of things. It has to go to them because they have the bullpen to, uh, to outlast and to keep you on your toes. Now, the bullpen didn't help. For the Rays, didn't help for the A's in their first go. Uh, but as the series goes on, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the bullpen is managed for those two teams, and if that you know neutralizes the bats. Because 
honestly, if I'm looking at the American League on, on that side of the bracket, since we're talking about it, I, I have to favor the Yankees in making it back to the World Series. Just because, you know, they have Garrett Cole, they have Tanaka, they have a little bit of pitching over there. Their bullpen, not as great, but... The the thing that intrigues me about the Yankees, and I've and I've always said, is that you know great pitching will always beat great hitting, but I don't feel that there's that great of pitching outside of maybe the Rays uh, for the Yankees to deal with in the NL ALDS. If the Yankees get past the Rays, I don't see Houston sopping them with their starting rotation or their bullpen. The A's, maybe with their bullpen, could be a neutralizing factor, but they have to get past the Astros first. Their starting rotation isn't looking that great. So when you look at both of those remaining teams, it looks like the Rays are the only chance of the Yankees being stopped uh, with great pitching, right? Because they have Morton, they have Snell, they have Glassnow. Glassnow's going in game two. But when you look at that, the bats may be too overwhelming for any of these teams in the in the American League. So that's why I feel like the Yankees can possibly make it all the way to the World Series, not saying that they will win the World Series, right? Because, again, I stand behind. When you look at the starting rotations in the National League, we're going to talk about the National League here in a sec, but when you look at the, uh, the starting rotations in the National League, you got the Dodgers, you got the Padres, you got the Marlins, you got the Braves. I would say three out of those four, my, you know, not including the Braves, so the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Marlins, I would feel like they would have better starting rotations than the Yankees. Not saying that they can beat the Yankees, but, you know, especially with the Dodgers and with the Padres, th- those starting rotations can can really neutralize the bats of the Yankees. And that's what I'm saying. I, I always live by that that uh that belief that great pitching will always beat great hitting no matter who it is. I I don't care who it is. Um maybe if it's Barry Bonds, maybe that's different. But <laughs> but you know, that's that's what I'm saying is that the Yankees, I feel like they can make it all the way to the World Series. Don't know if they can get it done. If they make it to the World Series, it depends who they're facing off against. Uh but it's going to be an interesting watch to see, but Definitely, like I said, the bad blood between all these teams. The Houston Astros, the A's, we already know that they don't like each other. Uh, they, they started fighting, brawling about a month ago in Oakland with, uh, with Lariano and, uh, and, the, and the bench coach. They were yelling at each other, then they started freaking throwing blows. I guess maybe blows weren't thrown. It was all uh, knocked down before that. With I forget who the catcher was for the uh, for the Astros, but he kind of went in there and tackled uh, Lariano to keep him from from making it a bigger issue. So yeah, that that's kind of what happened in Oakland. Then you look at the uh, the Rays and the Yankees. I mean, if you don't remember, you know, uh, Aroldis Chapman was was throwing at at his guys at, at Kevin Cash's guys, and Kevin Cash after the game he was just like, "Hey, look, I have a whole stable of guys." that throw 98. And that's why they uh they after they won the American League East, they trolled the Yankees a little bit and they put on shirts, put on hats that said the 98ers, right? That's that's their that's the stable of guys that they have in Tampa. Now, that was the last time that they played each other during the regular season. That was their last series, so this is the first meetup since then. So, you know, they're divisional rivals. We'll have to see how they uh how they 
manage that hatred towards one another. Um, I know it's all good competition, but hey, they, these guys play each other year in and year out. You know there's frustration between them. And just especially with what happened during this season uh, with Kevin Cash coming out and seeing that, getting suspended for his comments. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting ALDS over there uh, with the Rays and the Yankees. So switching on over to the National League side of things, we have the NLDS. Those games have not started yet. Uh, the Dodgers, they made easy work of the Brewers, won that series two games to nothing. And the, Do and the Padres, they made it to the N NLDS, um, and they actually did it in a different fashion. The Cardinals won game one, and then the bats came alive for the Padres at the at the right time. I mean, Tatis Jr., he was struggling a little bit. Uh, Machado, he's struggling a little bit right now in the postseason. He does he did have a key home run. Um, but you know, with looking at the Padres, their bats, especially Tatis, I think he's hitting uh, close to 500 in the in the postseason so far. That's only three games; it's a small sample size, so we'll have to see how he does against the Dodgers. But uh, anyone that is rolling at this point for the Padres, I mean, they had to score a lot of runs to even force uh, a game three. They had to score 11 runs against the Cardinals. Um, to to make a game three, then they won that game handedly, uh, four to nothing in the in the final series finale against the Cardinals. Now, a lot of people look at this series as the Dodgers being the heavy favorite. Padres, they'll be lucky to get a game. That's what I'm hearing a lot of around uh, the the world of baseball. And and the big problem with the Padres is isn't necessarily you know, their their style of play, but it's because of how they are going into the postseason because they were missing Mike Clevenger. They were missing uh, Danielson Lament. They, they, were, they were not looking good on the starting rotation side. And, and anyone, if you want to compete with the Dodgers, you have to meet them blow by blow. That is on the hitting side of things, on the offense, and the pitching staff. You have to be with them in sync and just hold on long enough to where you have that opening and you hit a three-run shot in the eighth inning. That's what I'm saying has to be done to beat the Dodgers because when you look at the Dodgers, you look at Clayton Kershaw, he had 13 Ks in his postseason debut, looking really good. He hasn't turned into postseason Kershaw yet, so maybe that happens in the NLDS. Then you had uh, Walker Bueller, he had eight strikeouts in his debut in the game one against the Brewers again it was against the Brewers the Brewers didn't have much offense to deal with anyway but when you look at the Padres the Padres have a much stronger offensive presence they're clicking at the right time and then when you look at who they had to go against the Cardinals weren't an easy task I mean like I said they lost game one and they needed to score 11 runs because the Cardinals put up nine they, the Padres had to score nine runs to advance to the NLDS, or more than nine runs. They had to score 11 runs to advance to the NLDS or or even give them a shot to get into game three. Uh, so that is, in and of itself, the way that they made it. You know, they're, they're riding high right now. They're on a two-game winning streak. So are the Dodgers. But it's it's a different feeling when you're playing from behind, when you come back and you win in that game two, and then you handle it in game three. The Cardinals pitching staff was the the second best, or I guess the third best, um, in the National League. When you look at 
the the Reds, the Reds, they couldn't even score a run against the Braves, which was very disappointing. I had the Reds, Reds going all the way, so it shows how much I know about baseball. <laughs> but uh, but the Cardinals, they uh, they have a really good pitching staff too. They throw out Flaherty, you know, all these guys that they have on the pitching rotation. But the Padres got through that. Now I'm not saying that it's the similarities with the Dodgers and the Cardinals because. The Dodgers, let's face it, they have the best team on paper. The question is, are they going to be able to put it together? They have the experience. They have all that. They've been there, done that. Padres haven't been there. So we'll have to see how that experience factor plays out. If you were going to ask me, I would say experience wins in this situation. But the 2020 season, the 2020 postseason, everything about 2020 is so unpredictable. So in a five-game series, can the Padres go out there and beat the Dodgers? You bet your ass they can. So it's going to be really interesting to watch that series, um, the the NL West showdown and the NLDS with the Dodgers and the Padres. And the final one, which is the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. And, and the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I'm so intrigued by this series is that if you know me, if you know me personally, I am a history buff, right? I love looking at the game. I love just history in general, but when it comes to sports history, sports statistics, that is my thing. I'm all over that. Now, the reason why I bring up the Marlins is because the Marlins, they have history on their side. They have not lost a playoff series in their existence. They are 7-0, and undefeated in the playoffs. And you're like, well, how does that happen? Well, the only two times that they've made the postseason, 1997 and 2003, they went all the way. Okay, they went all the way in 97 to defeat the Indians in that 97 World Series. Then in 2003, they went on to defeat the Yankees in that 2003 World Series. But the reason why I bring up the Marlins is not because of all that that history. I mean, it's it's really intriguing to see if that can keep rolling. But the thing here is that they beat the Braves in 97 in the NLCS, right? And I know it's completely different teams. I understand that. But during that time frame, when 97 with the Braves, I mean, that was the team. Like, that was a, a big feat for the Marlins to do in the NLCS. They beat the Braves in the NLCS, 97. Remember that. Then they beat the Cubs, if you remember. That's the Steve Bartman series where Steve Bartman reached over and interfered with the play with Moises Alou. And the Marlins, I believe, went on to score like six runs in the in the following pitches, I guess, uh, in that game. And, and they would go on to, to advance to the World Series and take on the Yankees. And the rest is history. They beat the Yankees in the 2003 World Series. Now, the reason why I bring this up is who did the Marlins beat in their first round wild card? They beat the Chicago Cubs. Now they're facing against the Atlanta Braves. Now, I don't know if you guys are a believer in history repeating itself. It didn't necessarily go down exactly to the T, but the teams that they had to beat to get to the World Series are right in front of them again. It's the Cubs. They already took care of them. Then the Braves. And that series kicks off. And let me just say, 
the starting rotation for the Marlins are much stronger than the Braves. What the Braves have over the Marlins is that they have the second-best offense in the National League behind the Dodgers. They have a fantastic offense. And, I mean, you look at the pitching of the Reds, what they were able to do against the Reds. It wasn't mind-boggling or anything like that. The first game went into uh, into extra innings. Trevor Bauer pitched his ass off. Let's Let's see where Trevor Bauer goes. Right, let's see if he goes into any of these playoff teams that are remaining that need that that extra umph to to get over the hump. But the Braves, they were able to get past the Reds, a much stronger pitching staff, I would say, than the Marlins. But the Marlins, they have they have some guys. They have some guys that can throw over there. I mean, when you look at the Marlins starting, they have guys. Right, they have Pablo Lopez. They have Sixto Sanchez. They have they have guys to compete over there in that in that starting rotation. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that series pans out. Just like I said, I am a history buff, okay? And sports history when you look at it, the Marlins, they are undefeated. Not saying that they're going to go undefeated in this one. The Braves may be too overpowering. But they have history on their side, so it makes you kind of look a little a little harder than you would normally in this series. But let me just tell you, this, this postseason, I mean, it feels weird right now, but now we're getting into the, uh, the, the portion of the postseason that is a little bit normal, that we get the, the five games in the NL, NL ALDS, and then you get the seven games in the ALCS, the NLCS and the seven games of the World Series. So maybe it feels a little bit more different um, because the the first round, I mean, we weren't really used to that. It was a lot of games too, a lot of teams. I mean, we had one day that there was there was eight games going on at one point, which was exciting, but it, it kind of felt a little overwhelming at the same time as well. So uh, we'll have to see how this series goes out. If you had to ask my opinion of predictions, I'm going to go and run through it. The ALDS... I'm going to go with the Yankees. I'm going to say the Yankees win that series in uh, in four games. I say the Rays get maybe one game out of that, but uh, the the Yankees win in four. The Houston Astros and the A's, I don't know if it's because I'm really rooting for the A's right now, but I, I'm going to go A's in five. I'm going to go A's in five. I think that that bullpen uh, is able to withstand the bats of the Houston Astros. So I'm going to go with Oakland there. Oakland in five, Yankees in four. Then the NLDS, I'm going to go Padres. I'm going to go Padres. Again, this could be bias that I am, you know, everyone in Northern California right now are Padre fans. Uh, so so I'm going to go with the Padres in five, and I think that might be pushing it, but hell, I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it, Padres in five. And then the Marlins and the Braves, I'm going to go with the Marlins. I'm going to stick with my historical pick here. I'm going to stick with the Marlins. They get the 8-0 and uh, series record in the postseason, still remain undefeated. So, again, I have the Yankees and the A's in the ALCS and the Padres and the Marlins. Ugh, that, that sounds... That just doesn't sound good. You would much rather have the Dodgers and the Braves. But, uh, but hey... Let let's see how it goes, but I got the I got the Marlins beating the Braves in that one. I'll have them win 
in uh in four. I'll say four. No, I'll, I'll say five. I'll say five. I'll say it's going to be a, a close a close series. But I think that pitching the starting pitching for the Marlins gets it done. So I'm going to end it here. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope you guys are ready for some good playoff baseball. And I'll talk to you again once the ALDS, the NLDS is over. And we are down to the final four teams of the season. And we look at the championship series. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. And I'll talk to you next time.